0: Welcome to the Nerd Party. Welcome back to Throwback Paperback. I'm one of the hosts, Asia Bonia,
1: And I'm Charles Sheeland, the other host.
0: And I'm super excited because we get to start the final Maze Runner book today, The Death Cure. And as we remind you every week, we're a book club podcast with the Nerd Party Network, and we're reading and rereading young adult books and sharing them with each other. And make sure you stay until the end of the episode today because we'll be revealing what we're reading next.
1: Yep, it's that time because we're on the last book of our series. So as best friends, we share, we've been sharing books with each other. We started with a series that Asia had read. And I'd never read it. Then we moved on to a series that I'd read and she hadn't. And now we're back to a series that Asia had read before and I'm reading it for the first time, which is the Maze Runner series by James Dashner.
0: Yes. And I had read the first two books of this series, but I've never read this third book, The Death Cure. So this is new content for both of us.
1: And you did figure out why you stopped reading, right? Because last week on the episode, we talked about how how on earth could you have finished The Scorch Trials and not read the next book? But you figured out why, right?
0: Yeah, so I looked it up, and the third book, I believe, wasn't out when I read it, which was in seventh grade, and the third book didn't come out until October of 2011, which would have been when I was in eighth grade already, so I guess I just wasn't as invested back then in the series, so when I finished The Scorch Trials, I, like, didn't mark down when the release date of the third book came out, and I just i guess lost interest but i'm definitely very invested now so charles can you go ahead and provide us with our plot summary for today
1: i sure can so the gladers are given personal trials for a third trial by wicked at which point they are then offered to have their memory swipe removed most of them want this but newt minho and thomas say no which makes wicked super angry So then, Wicked starts to hunt them down, but they escape the headquarters and follow Teresa and the other memory restored Gladers to Denver, which is supposed to be a safe and quarantined city. At this point, they're separated from Newt, and now Thomas, Minho, Brenda, and Jorge are going to go get Newt back. And that's kind of where we're at. So, my impression of the reading was that I feel like Thomas is pretty stupid in this reading, which feels a little off because thomas is normally like supernaturally smart and get gifted and talented but i'm still really enjoying it and like i could cannot wait to read the next portion
0: yeah i'd say i pretty much feel the same way i also found thomas to be very stupid throughout in this section just making a lot of bad decisions and it did make me very frustrated with him and a little bit hard to read those parts but I'm also still really enjoying the story and can't wait to finish and we'll definitely go more into depth about why we didn't really like Thomas's decisions in this reading
1: so we start with Thomas's trial number three which is solitary confinement and I just want to say he says that the smell and not washing himself is going to be what's going to drive him mad and all I could think of like yep that would be what would kill me too. Like, I, I mean, long-time listeners of the show will know that we're dancers, we're athletes. And on top of that, I just have, like, an intense fear of smelling bad. So even if I was locked in a room and no one was interacting with me and I smelled bad, I would, oh, my God, I would hate it so much. So.
0: Yeah, that would definitely be a pretty awful way to be tortured. Like, yeah, I think that would be a, a torture for both of us.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. We neither of us could deal with that. But what's important to say is that the solitary is not working on him because he's not going crazy. Or more importantly, I don't think he had, at this point. I wrote down I don't think he has the flare because if he's been sitting there for three weeks and the flare is supposed to act more aggressively the more you're thinking, like it's supposed to act faster because it's working on your brain. If you like, I was, like, if he's been sitting in this room just alone with his thoughts for three weeks and he's not going crazy, like, not thinking about eating people, he doesn't have the flair.
0: Yes. So then Ratman, a.k.a. we learned his name is Jansen, comes in and tells Thomas that it was actually all Thomas's plan that he, like, we've said before that we suspected he played a much bigger role in Wicked than we first thought. And Thomas is actually immune to the flare. So, yes, Charles is correct. He doesn't have it. He's completely immune. And Thomas is actually then released to join the Gladers and Gladettes. And Jansen says that some of them are regular people, basically, to serve as a control. So they're not immune. And the rest are actually immune to the flare.
1: Yeah. So Jansen also says that they can get their memories back. And he reveals that the telepathy is due to the implant that Wicked has in them. So Wicked obviously has these implants in them that allows them to be controlled the way Galley and Albie and Teresa have all been controlled by Wicked. But he also says that by removing that, the telepathy will go away, which my theory from last episode was correct, that the telepathy is not natural between our four slash three leads. It's part of the computer program.
0: It's technological. It was through technology, not through magic. So you were right. Which
1: made way more sense.
0: Yeah, for the story, definitely. So then the kids get to decide if they want their memories back, and most of them do, but here comes these bad decisions. Our main three guys don't. That's Thomas, Newt, and Mino. And I just had to say right here in this moment, they obviously don't know if they can trust Wicked. Is Wicked actually going to give their memories back or are they going to somehow control them further? That's a valid reason for not wanting to like go through this surgery and have to trust Wicked to like receive your memories back. But Thomas's thoughts during this are basically that, you know, he doesn't want to remember who he was because he's worried of how much of a role he played in Wicked. So like, To me, him not wanting his memories back is for the wrong reasons.
1: Oh, yeah. I completely agree. Like, his fear and shame of his past is not a good enough reason to not get his memories back. And that's for a couple of reasons. One, most importantly, people can change. So maybe he was a terrible, terrible, terrible person. Yeah. Okay. Which one? I doubt that because... That's not the person he is now. But even if he was, people have the potential to change. And I think especially something like the maze trials and having your memory swiped would be a pretty drastic and traumatic event in your life that could change your personality for the better if you needed it changed. So that's one thing. And two, Wicked already is controlling you and able to literally enter your mind and make you do things you don't want to do. And they've just been taking advantage of you continuously. So even if this is a trick, even if they're not going to actually give you memories back, what do you have to lose by trying something?
0: Well, exactly. And also, I mean, they say that the device that's in them is what they use to control them. So if they're offering to take it out, wouldn't you want them to take it out? Like, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And even if they're lying and they don't actually end up taking it out, you're in the same place that you were in already, you know?
0: Before, exactly. Like, it's worth the risk because, yes, they have nothing to lose. But then to complicate things even further, we find out that Newt is not immune to the flare, but the rest of our named characters are. So out of the characters that we like have come to know and love and are our main characters, Newt is the only one who is not immune. So we are obviously expecting him at some point to succumb to the flare because he does actually have it.
1: Which was super sad because I feel like Newt is the best character, right?:
0: I don't know if I'd say he's the best character, but as he's, like, aptly titled, I do think he serves as, like, the glue of the group. Like, I feel like he brings everyone together and is able to, like, especially because I feel like Minho is definitely, like, Thomas's best friend, I think. But they, like, both have bigger personalities, so I feel like they butt heads more, whereas so, like, New, I feel like, can calm them down and stuff. Like, I feel like he serves, like, the glue, like, but I don't know if he's my, I don't know if he's the best character, but.
1: I think he's probably my favorite character. Also, because he's got, like, a Scottish accent, right? It's either Scottish or Irish.
0: Yeah, he's supposed to. Well, I mean, I think for me, I mean, Thomas was my favorite character up until this book when he started acting stupid. Yeah,
1: this book, I really wasn't vibing with Thomas as much. But I think Newt's just, like, pragmatism. I really love it. And I think that, like, that makes it extra sad that he's going to go crazy because someone who's logical and pragmatic...
0: Well, exactly. ...is going to feel, like, an extra blow. And especially because they say because he's so logical and has is smart and, like, his brain works so quickly, they say, like, the flare's gonna work even faster because he has so much brain activity. So hopefully he ends up okay, but as of right now, we don't know. But then this trio that they decide that they don't want their memories back, they basically resist arrest and end up making a getaway with Brenda and Jorge. And I'm kind of climbing on my soapbox because Thomas immediately wants to trust Brenda, which makes absolutely no sense. So basically, Brenda does like break Thomas and then she helps them. She breaks him out from like Wicked, like they're basically at first Wicked, when they say that they don't want to do it, they're going to force them to have their memories come back or like get the like implant or whatever removed. But Brenda like saves them. But then all of a sudden, Thomas is like, well, I can just fully trust Brenda, even though he even says that, you know, if she's been working with Wicked this entire time, she's been lying to him since they've known each other. Everything she said to him has been a lie. So how can he possibly just automatically conclude that he can believe anything she says? Like, that just makes absolutely no sense. And at this point, again, I feel like why Thomas is making stupid decisions is because I think he's hurt. Obviously, he's very mad at Teresa. And he was betrayed by her and he feels like he can't trust her anymore. So he's just desperate to like attach himself to someone. And also, I mean, the one thing that like just totally like blew my mind was basically Teresa like says that she doesn't trust Brenda. And he's like, oh, well, if Teresa doesn't trust her, maybe that means I should trust her, which is just absolutely like makes no sense. Stupid logic. Like you're just mad because Teresa was forced to betray you and you feel betrayed. So you want to like he wants to get back at her. Kind of thing I feel like, so that was just very annoying. And my biggest oh yeah, one more thing was that no go ahead when Brenda like first like sees Thomas, she whispers in his ear and says, tells him to only trust her and Chancellor Page. Which in this section of the reading, we never we don't get to meet who Chancellor Page is yet. But I'm like, she says this one thing to him, like that's the first thing. And he doesn't even know who that is. Like, don't you think you at least want to, like, figure out who that is before you're, like, ready to trust Brenda if she told you to trust her and some random person you've never heard of? Like, with—also, I just feel like with him, like, just so easily trusting her, like, you're going to get betrayed just like you did with Teresa.
1: Yeah. I—it just doesn't make sense to trust Brenda any more than to trust Teresa. Like—
0: Yeah. He's just hurt. I
1: understand. He's hurt. But— The logical correct thing in this case, so if I was hurt, I might have more skepticism about Teresa, but that would make me more skeptical of other people.
0: Yeah, you'd want to trust, like, no one.
1: He's behaving more like an infant in that, like, he's just going somewhere else that'll give him attention. Yeah. Like, not thinking about it the way, like, someone with, like, you know, complex brain pathways would respond to betrayal by being more guarded. But anyway, sorry. I'm I'm just agreeing with you. And again, she's also literally said that she was lying to him. Like, I, I don't know. Like, the same things that Teresa has done, Brenda has also done to him.
0: I would say that I think it also goes back to, like, him not wanting his memories back. And we'll talk about it a little bit more in depth a little bit later, but about how like I just think he's like really afraid of his past self, so I feel like all of that is like skewing a lot of his decisions.
1: Yeah, and Teresa definitely represents his past self because they like
0: exactly were best so friends he's running from his past. Yeah,
1: so not just running from their past, they're also running from Wicked. Bedouins. That was an amazing transition. So, well,
0: I just threw up in my mouth, but okay, good. For it was you.
1: excellent. So they escape the Wicked headquarters, which is what we think it is or wherever they were with Wicked into the real world, which feels like pretty important because so far we've only been within Wicked's like purview. Like obviously the maze was controlled by Wicked and then the Scorch, like they were basically like under Wicked supervision. So they like fly away and they land somewhere and they like, Make a plan. And so they've decided they're going to go to Denver because it's a quarantine city. And that's where Teresa and the Gladettes have gone. And so they're going to go try to connect with them to, like, pool their information. Or also because there is a colleague or former colleague of Brenda's who can help remove their chips to protect them from Wicked. Correct?
0: Yes. So, yes, this is very exciting because this is expanding the world of the Maze Runner, which we had Throwback, Paperback, love world building, so that is exciting. But I was wondering about the whole thing with Teresa because, basically, Teresa let an escape, and she left behind Thomas, Minho, and Newt, and Brenda, and Jorge, I guess. Like, she left them behind, is from our perspective, because we... Don't get to see them after this happens. So we don't know, we don't have an explanation yet. But all of the other Gladers and Gladettes, they assumedly got their memories back. So I wonder if it had anything to do with getting her memory back that she was like, they have to escape. And either they did try to save them, because that's what Brenda does say that she's like, Did you consider that you know they tried and did everything they could to save? the three of you, but they just couldn't find you. So they had to leave. Or did they leave them behind on purpose or like they needed to go right away for whatever reason. But I just feel like I'm assuming that Teresa obviously doesn't feel the same way that Thomas does. Like Teresa wants to still be friends with Thomas and wants to still be close to him and wants things to go back to normal. So I just don't really see her like choosing to leave Thomas behind unless it was for a really important reason or they really like, they just couldn't find them or something like that.
1: Yeah, I think that that's a good point. I definitely hadn't thought that perhaps what you just mentioned, that maybe them getting their memories back might have triggered something that would, like, have led to... Well, yeah,
0: also to make her want to yeah, leave him behind. or, like,
1: maybe not even necessarily leave him behind. Maybe there's something that needs to get done, and the faster it gets done, the better. So maybe she's like, well, because Thomas doesn't have his memories, he wouldn't come with us anyway, so I can go save the world like this and... It'll all work out, you know, something like that could be, like, any number of reasons. And I hadn't thought about that, so that's I think that's a good point. And I do think that, you know, I but yes, I agree. Teresa definitely does not feel the same way about Thomas as he feels about her. So they do go to Denver, and this is super important. It turns out that the flare was a bioweapon that was accidentally released into the world.
0: Yes, and did we know that before? Had they revealed that? I
1: don't think so. I definitely like when that happened. I was like, "Oh, take a note on that. Take a note on that." Yeah,
0: when I read it, I was like immediately. Like, I was like, "Did we know this?" Like, well, but it's I just like wasn't sure I sometimes miss. I miss details like that sometimes. So I was like, "Did they say it at the beginning?" But I do think that was a reveal. Well,
1: it was it was found... dropped in super casually. I mean, I think you are going to talk about why how it was dropped in, but like, it was not like a billboard, billboard, like... Or it wasn't, like, a flashing neon sign or, like, they got, like, a memo that was, like, by the way, like, the flare is a bioweapon. Like, we... I mean, why don't you talk about it? Because I know you're going to talk about it. It was very subtly dropped in.
0: Yes. So we find out in one of Thomas's dreams, which is the first time we hear of it, and then it's also mentioned later on when they're in Denver, like, Thomas sees the posters about it. But in the dream, basically, Thomas is, like, kind of having regaining one of his memories from like working with wicked and basically wicked's making him like recite like i guess his assignment and like his rules with wicked and he like is explaining like what's the state of the world and he says that the flare was a bioweapon that the military had like created and it got released on accident and obviously like yeah so it wasn't like super lights, but obviously like you said if we were paying attention you were like wait a second did they say that before because that changes everything because I feel like our understanding before was obviously that we knew that there were the sun flares. That's what's infected the environment, like climate change and stuff like that. But I feel like what it was introduced before was that the flare, the disease, was like an after effect of what happened with the environment. Like it had something to do with that, which is why it was called that.
1: It was more like a novel coronavirus, like jumping from an animal. Exactly,
0: something like that. But like this is something that, literally humans made and unfortunately like got out and like destroyed the whole world so that's not good but <laughs> side note
1: <laughs> so that's not good that could be the subtitle for all of our dystopian episodes that's not good. so that's not good
0: but side note about the dream though this emphasizes though like because basically some person who works for wicked is basically like forcing thomas like repeat these and like repeating these, like, mantras about Wicked and how, you know, they're doing everything in their power to, like, find the cure and, like, it doesn't matter what they do as long as it, like, saves the human race. And that obviously, like, emphasizes that he was basically brainwashed into believing in what Wicked believed in. Like, he didn't have a say in the matter. Like, he was a child and he was basically raised in this organization and taught these things. It would be really hard to resist something like that when what they're telling you in some lights, like could seem like the right thing to do.
1: Yeah, and so at this point, like at first, I was like, okay, I feel a little less badly for Thomas because, like, you know, he like he can see himself being brainwashed. But then the logical conclusion is like he doesn't even have to feel responsible for the things he did because it wasn't even necessarily of his own volition. And again. People can change. So, I don't know. I just, like, again, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, okay, see, like, you it's not even like you saw the flare around you and your, like, mad scientist, like, 12-year-old brain was like, let's design these torture chambers, and then we'll be able to find a cure. But, like, now it's like you weren't even, this wasn't even like that. That's not how it went down. So you don't even have to be responsible for it that way
0: honestly it's giving me kind of vibes of peter in allegiant at the end when he drinks the like memory serum because he wants to forget who he is so he can be better i feel like thomas feels like i mean it's the opposite obviously he's already forgotten who he was and even though he's getting like memories that are like showing him that It's not his fault that he possibly became, like, a bad person or what he thinks is a bad person. But he doesn't want to face that past because he's so afraid to, like, find out that he did something that was wrong when, like, he didn't have, like, he was a child. Like, he didn't really have a say in what he was doing. But I feel like that's ultimately, like, what's, like stopping him from wanting it he's just so afraid of himself like what he's gonna find out about himself and he can't even fathom the idea of even if you did those things in the past doesn't mean you can't be a good person now
1: yeah he's definitely not thought about the idea that someone could change so they're in denver and they meet up with galley who apparently is also in denver
0: which one thing i noticed during this section is is Thomas, like, talks about how, or, like, is thinking about how finding out that Galley is possibly still alive. He says that, like, he's relieved because he's, like, he didn't kill him when he beat him up for killing Chuck. And he's, like, oh, I didn't want to be a murderer. So, like, that's a relief. And I was, like, did he forget about the crank guy that he literally murdered?
1: I mean, he did kind of forget about the crank guy that he murdered. And it, this was funny because this moment was really funny to me because... When we read the first book, you were like, I wonder if we're ever going to get resolution on Galley. Because it kind of just felt like we, like, beat him up and left the scene. And we never found out. And you specifically were like, I wonder if we'll get a resolution on it. It doesn't feel important enough that we necessarily have to. Like, it's not like it's going to bother me if we don't. But it'll be nice if we do. And... This was really nice, except that he completely forgot like a very important or very what seemed important in the last book where he literally gets as f- forced to kill someone like.
0: I would say I only I was also like pointing out more as a joke, but because I understand the point of if he would have murdered Galley, he would have murdered him basically like out of anger. He wasn't in control of himself. Whereas with the crank guy, like it was self-defense. The crank was going to kill them. Like so I understand like him thinking of himself as a murderer, like, in the court of law, like, I don't think he would have been found guilty of murder for killing the crank. Like, that would have been self-defense. So I understand, like, the logic behind it, but I just thought it was funny because, yes, in the last book, his whole thing of, like, he killed somebody and then he makes this throwaway comment or throwaway thought of, you know, he's so relieved that he's not a murderer. And I'm like, but you did kill somebody (laughs) and you talked about it in the last book about it, like, feeling guilty. But, like, I understand, like, there is a difference, though, of if he would have killed Gally. Like, that would have definitely been a bigger deal and weighed on him a lot more heavily. Yeah.
1: Well, been you know, an aggressive, like, I mean, again, kill... I mean, he
0: would have beat him yeah. to death. So that's obviously a lot and more... And the crank
1: was gone. Like, a lot the more, crank was a mentally lot. gone. I'm not saying that anyone should kill anybody. Please do not misunderstand that. But...
0: Well, that doesn't even matter. Again, it was self-defense. The crank was attacking them, and he would have killed them. It was, it's, it was.
1: Yeah, one of them would have.
0: Whoever comes out of comes out on top stays alive. So
1: absolutely. But yes, he just forgot about the poor crank. Either way.
0: But this conversation that they end up having with Galley actually reveals that Chuck was forced to jump in front of Thomas by Wicked. So, Chuck getting killed was one of the variables. It was part of the trials and everything. Which, reading that, I obviously did know that because I haven't read this book. But, to me, that's just really, really cruel. If, you know, Brenda, like, what she said is telling, Brenda's the one who tells him about this. If, like, this is the truth, like, I don't know. I just feel like that was a whole new level of cruel because, I mean, when you think about it, like, chuck jumping in front of thomas like i don't know about you but you know i thought of it was like well at least chuck had like a heroic moment in the end when in actuality his brain was taken over by wicked and he was forced to jump in front of an knife. like what a terrible way to go like you don't even know what happened because they didn't know that they were being controlled when they were in the maze so Chuck all of a sudden was like, I'm in front of a knife. Oh, I've been stabbed. Like, I he's like, I didn't move my body. Why did my body move on its own? Like, yeah. the amount of fear? That's so terrible.
1: I mean, everything they've done so far has been cruel. I agree with you that this is, like, another level. But, like, they've, you know.
0: It's also just, like, it's more of a shock. Because, obviously, for Thomas, for us as the reader, we would already established that scene as, like, Chuck sacrificed himself for Thomas and obviously Thomas is sad over Chuck's death but he was like grateful because Chuck essentially saved him whereas when we reveal this truth that Wicked forced him to do it it was all part of the plan so Chuck literally died for nothing like you know what I mean
1: yeah well especially if it turns out that you know Thomas designed this and you know
0: And Thomas killed – maybe that's why he doesn't want to face it either because he will have been responsible for all these deaths, including Chuck.
1: Well, then he shouldn't have entered the trial himself and then gotten attached to people.
0: Well, I mean, yes. But so with that, though, moving on, we still don't know anything, though, about Counselor Paige, and we don't know why Brenda trusts her, which I'm looking forward to learning about that.
1: Which I just want to mention, that is like – it feels like this is going to be a somewhat important character, but we are now five sixths of the way done with this series. Like we've read, almost done with the series, and we've not in person met one of the major characters, like or like what feels like must be like a significant character, and we know nothing about this person.
0: Oh, um, I don't know if it's going to be a like a significant character in the sense of. I mean, I would compare it to maybe like like president coin in the hunger games like how she's just in the last book and like we're st- i mean obviously she was in the whole book like I- i'm just saying i feel like counselor page i'm assuming obviously is some sort of government figure who maybe like is against wicked so I'm, I'm assuming it's gonna be something like that she's against wicked because we also like We haven't mentioned, but Gally is, like, a part of this, like, resistance group that is, like, wants to take down Wicked, called, I think, the Right Arm. Random name. Um, but...
1: It sounded a little fascist to me.
0: Yeah, it was kind of weird, but... Which is why, I don't even think I wrote down the name, I just remember it off the top of my head, but I'm assuming that she maybe is secretly a part of this group, or is for this group, but she's, like, in government, so she has in a position of power, and she's like who they're going to like they're
1: interesting they're going to
0: like touch base with her to like figure out what the next step is of like how are they going to shut down wicked like something like that so i don't think she's going to be she's always going to be important but i don't think she's going to be like that important
1: fascinating i thought this was someone within wicked too i thought it might be i thought when brenda said it that it might be someone who like a high up in wicked and she might be working against wicked but i didn't necessarily lean towards government official though maybe government official makes more sense (laughs)
0: Well, I'm saying that also because, I mean, again, since we don't get to meet her, they when they're in Denver, like, they keep seeing posters about her, and it's like, I don't know, it to me it gave off, like, political posters. Like, she's, like, yeah. not a mayor or something, but, like, she's something to do with, like, the government. That's that, that was my assumption.
1: I think that's perfectly valid. I mean, again, I have no reason to assume that it, she's within Wicked except that Brenda said, only trust us which made me feel like it was someone within Wicked. But, you know, again, we'll find out at some point, you know, hopefully next week. If we don't, that would be confusing. (sighs) So Gally also says that the flare is in Denver, and Denver is supposed to be this quarantine city. But clearly people are getting through the cracks, so the flare is quite pervasive. And munies, or immune people, they're, are disappearing. And we've gotten this strong indication that Wicked is capturing immunes and using them in more trials. And we do also see evidence of what Galley said about cranks being in the city because they stumble upon a crank eating another person.
0: Yeah, that was pretty gross for sure. That was pretty nasty. <laughs> so not as nasty I mean, as a... Uh... Mr. Polar Bear slicing people open with his finger, but still nasty.
1: You know, we had to bring the horror back. We haven't had enough horror this series yet. And so they do go see Hans, who is Brenda's contact, in order to have their chips deactivated. And this part was probably the hardest for me to read. Like, I thought it was really scary because we are getting it from, like, basically Thomas's perspective. And there's a failsafe in the chip that turns on and Thomas basically tries to kill all of them for trying to remove the chip. This was very Star Wars to me. Obviously, fans of Star Wars know the there's the biochip in the clones that helps them execute Order 66, but, like, it also makes them all act all crazy. But this was really, really freaky for me to read because, like, you're kind of getting that firsthand account of someone who is, like, out of control of their body. And seeing their body do things without, like, I thought it was well written because I was terrified.
0: <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know. I think it's funny because how you said you were terrified, whereas the whole time I would describe my attitude as shaking my head because I was just like, Thomas is so stupid. If he would have gotten his chip out when he was back at Wicked, this wouldn't have happened. Why did he make these bad decisions? He needs to reflect. Look at what look at how you got here. You're now you're threatening your friends' lives because you made a terrible decision and you're stupid. So <laughs> that's what you're saying. You were terrified. I mean, it was you're definitely not wrong. like, yes. It's uh it's obviously yes. It's scary that he was like not in control of your not control of his own body. And it was really well written. But I guess for me, I was just like, I don't know. I didn't think that anything Constance was gonna happen. I knew that they were murder. gonna get in control of him. Like I feel like that was. I felt that that was pretty obvious, so I guess I just wasn't, like, thinking of it as high high of stakes. I was literally just like, this wouldn't have happened if you would have just, you know, gotten your memories back when you were supposed to.
1: Oh, see, I've been under the assumption that any one of our characters could die at any moment. Like, I think that because Chuck and Albie died in the first book, I'm like, anyone, no one is, no one is safe. Also, because the way the book starts you're introduced to Albie first as the leader. And so Albie feels, when you're reading the first book, or felt to me at least, like he was going to be a more important character. And then he goes to the changing and goes crazy and then dies. But also Chuck is like, and then as Albie becomes a less important character, Chuck becomes a more important character, and they both die. And so you just need those two deaths at the beginning to be like, no character is safe.
0: I guess yeah. I don't know why I didn't think. I guess I mean when you think about it though, like since they've been traveling, since they left the maze, none of our main characters have died. No so one. So maybe that's died. why.
1: No, they've they've wheedled out everyone. They've wheedled else. Out everyone else. But
0: I'm saying, I though guess for me, don't... I just really didn't think Thomas has enough on his chest. I didn't. I guess for me, I didn't even think of that. But I guess I just didn't think that they that. uh Dashner would have made it that Thomas killed one of his best friends. I guess that would have been, I think that would have been a little bit much for this. You know, this is still a book for a relatively younger, young audience. Also, I guess for me, I'm expecting. I mean, did we just
1: find out that Chuck just. Was forced. You know, to know, I don't know. Like I, just, I himself for a time.
0: I also think.
1: Sorry, I'm being a little devil's advocate. No, no, no. I don't need to be. I'm just like I, I'm just saying. What you're saying, I didn't I even was, consider yeah. that.
0: I didn't even think about that they could have died. I guess also I'm expecting it is the last book, but I'm assuming like the deaths that happen. If there's going to be character deaths, I'm assuming it's going to be at the like end of the book, closer to the end, since we're still in like the rising action like of the a, book. I didn't think people were going to die. Kind of moment. Right now, what?
1: I said, like, a Triss kind of moment. I'm kidding. Well, I don't think Well, if that's that did happen.
0: happen, I mean, the book's told from third person, so it wouldn't be an issue.
1: Well, we'll see if it, if it does happen, and we'll see how we take it.
0: But I also just, I don't see that happening. Also because I don't know about anybody else, but I never assume that the main character is going to die at the end of the book because that is not something that people usually do because you're usually connected to the main character, so if you kill them... Usually, people aren't going to like it. But yeah, I wouldn't. Well, I would think if anybody's we'll going to die, it's going to be Newt or Minho. And Newt, because he literally has the flair. And at this point, if they shut down Wicked, there's no cure. So.
1: Oh, no, I think it's going to be one of the women. I think it's. I think Teresa.
0: I think Brenda's going to die. If it, between the women, I would think Brenda's going to die because that's the one who basically Thomas is like going to owe his life to. Like, she really helped him. During the like this section, whereas like Teresa, obviously, also I have
1: another reason why I think Brenda's going it's die. hinted
0: and like assume that they've been very close, but and I think that's yes, how they'll yes. reconnect. I don't know. We have to get we back to, to that back to but the, since we're
1: there. I the want to say my theory of Brenda dying is because by Brenda dying, the choice will be gone for Thomas, and so if he can get to forgiveness for Teresa, yeah. he and Teresa can be together in an uncomplicated. Way. I mean, of course, there'll be complications because like Brenda would be dead, but. Like, he wouldn't have to be choosing. In the same way, like, in The Hunger Games, by the end, Gale has made himself such a non-option that, like, it's not confusing for her to choose. Yeah. And I think that if Brenda is dead, it'll be a lot easier for him to be like, I love Teresa.
0: Yeah, I definitely see that because I feel like, again, I mean, I'm still holding out hope that he'll get his memories back or something. Because I also just, as out of curiosity, want to know what happened want more information but maybe he'll get it from Teresa like talking to somebody else. We'll get more info. But yeah, I I would also agree. I would think between the two of them, I I think it will make the most sense that Brent is going to die because ultimately from these books, that who he that's going to be who he's more connected to, so it would obviously hurt him more, but it will also help him to grow closer to Teresa or I guess just like leave her behind. But who knows? So, back to the outline. <laughs> So it sounds like the original creators from Wicked caught the flare and had to be purged, which we've kind of had this hinted. Remember, like, Thomas and Teresa had to, like, replace everybody. But this basically is, like, confirming that that's what happened. And everybody caught the flare, so they obviously had to kill everyone because they weren't going to – they're not immune, so they were going to die and go crazy and destroy the experiment. So since Thomas is getting this confirmation, like, from – his memories, like, these dream memories, I still just don't understand why Thomas wouldn't want his memories back. Like, I just feel like if he's planning to shut down Wicked, like, he should just want to have all the information at his disposal. And it's ultimately just he's afraid of his past, and because of that, it's honestly holding him back.
1: Oh, I agree. And I think that you're right. Like, the more information he's getting back through dream memories, I'm like, it's going to come out eventually. Like, and you're not going to be able to control it then. Like, you're just going to get it in your sleep. Like, I don't know, yeah. It just, it feels like it's inevitable that they're going to get, he's going to get his information back anyway. So I don't know why he's being stupid about it.
0: Well, like, yeah, I said, I think that it is inevitable. I really hope so because I think I'm just, and even if it's maybe Thomas doesn't get his memories back, I'm just looking forward to them being reunited with the other like gladers and gladettes and like teresa because if they all have their memories back like teresa will at least give us something you know i feel like they'll have a conversation and she'll be like this is what happened like you know what i mean because as a reader that's what i'm interested in like i want to just know a little bit more about the past definitely so so even if, if thomas as a character doesn't receive his memories back i would just like to get a little bit more of like the flashback to fully shape the past
1: the way you said that just made me feel, like, more justified in Divergent bashing. Because Dashner's created a world where I want to know what happened in the past. I want an explanation. And I want, I believe in an explanation. Whereas Divergent, when they were, when it was Where's like... isn't
0: Divergent? That is it was not a war.
1: People changed the genes. The I was genes. like, I don't want to know about any of this. I hate this. And I hate this. I hate this storyline. It makes no sense. I was like, please just skip the whole... Kurt Bat, like we isolated jeans, but then that made people too much. So then we like put jeans back, but then that made them too much the other direction. Like I didn't want to hear any of that. Whereas in this one, I, you're right. I'm like I want about the past. Um, it is as we would say on those podcasts: the power of world building. Just saying, yep. But you know, we've been ragging on Thomas. It's now someone else's turn to be an idiot.
0: Not yet. No, it's still it's still Thomas's time to be an idiot.
1: Okay, well, I have another example of Thomas being an idiot. So they're in Denver, and they're in this coffee shop, and he's like, oh, a coffee shop. And then there's a crank, so someone who's not supposed to be there because they're not supposed to have the flare in Denver. And Thomas just, like, hangs around to watch people attack this man.
0: To watch the, like, quarantine police, I guess you could call them. Yeah. To, like, detain him, basically. Yes. And, you know, again, if Thomas had his memories, maybe he wouldn't be so curious about people being kidnapped for having the flare and seeing somebody on bliss, which is basically a drug that makes it— it slows down your brain function, so it makes the flare take longer to, like, make you go crazy. Because he doesn't know what any of this looks like, of course he's all curious, like a little kid— in a candy store looking at all these things. But if he had his memories back, he wouldn't have to worry about that. So another reason for he should have them back. But Wicked actually saves Thomas from a bounty hunter, which one of the quarantine police people, because Thomas is there, he says he's immune and he says, Thomas says that he works for Wicked. And he's like, no, you don't. So, basically, he's a bounty hunter, and, like, we've said, the immune people or Muni's, are hated, obviously, because it's only, like, 1% of the population, and, obviously, they can't get sick. So, people hate them, and they, like, kill them and stuff, maybe do worse things. So, this, it sounded like this guy was going to, like, sell him or whatever to be killed or something or bring him back to Wicked. No, he was going to bring him back to Wicked. Yeah, it sounded
1: to me like he was going to get sold back to Wicked. That's what it sounded like that this oh, guy was. I thought like, it was like he was gonna, gonna sell, sell him to like to the highest
0: bidder, like to whoever wanted to kill him. Because that was the vibe I got. Oh, it sounded to I, me maybe like I was he was gonna a, sell it
1: to Wicked. Maybe
0: I was taking a darker turn <laughs> there. But well anyway, Wicked actually yeah. saves him. Basically, Jansen in like a remote police hovercraft or something, I think it is.
1: Yeah, it's, like, a drone like that a, has, like, a display screen. It
0: has a display screen, a drone, and it basically shows up and just, like, shoots this Bounty Hunter guy dead. And he's, like, we haven't come out so after-
1: It's a drone. So it's a drone. It's, like, the. It's like a military drone.
0: Yes, a military drone. It shoots him. And, basically, Jansen is, like, they haven't, like, they haven't come into Denver to get Thomas Unlike the other gladers, because Denver is like really dangerous because there's a whole bunch of cranks and it's like hard to get in or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so he's like, at this point, he's like, you should come on your own, like turn yourself in. They're like, you're the candidate we're looking for, for the cure. Like your brain's the best basically. And he's like, think of Newt, your good friend. He has the flair, like his only way of being saved is with the cure, blah, blah. So he's basically like trying to guilt Thomas into like coming back to Wicked on his own because... At least what he's saying is they're not really coming after him specifically right now, which could be a lie, could be the truth. Who knows?
1: Yeah. I mean, he says, you're the final candidate, which is like, what does that mean?
0: <laughs> well, the candidate, what we said is basically, they said they're looking for candidates. But, like, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Thomas is the main character. In the previous books, at least, he was showing very much superior intelligence.
1: I mean, that he we He survived. Knew,
0: but- he survived 3 weeks of solitary confinement and was fine. Oh no, he I know. Clearly... But I
1: mean, I mean the what does it mean to be the final candidate? Like what like Yes, I know. They're going to be the person smarter. that
0: they ultimately base the brain off of for the cure, I'm assuming, which does that mean Thomas would like have to sacrifice himself and die so that they could physically look at his brain? We don't know because they obviously didn't tell him that and they wouldn't tell him that if that was what was going to happen.
1: Yeah. Well, Again, if he'd just gotten his memories back, he would know better what was going on, and then he could make a better decision about how to best save Newt. But again, he's being stupid. Now it is someone else's turn to be stupid, because Thomas, while he is absolutely the most stupid this episode, Minho gets to be stupid, too. So because they had to leave Newt outside of the city when they went in because they weren't going to break quarantine um, because they're responsible during a global pandemic. They, Newt gets like kidnapped and taken to a crank palace, which is basically like, it sounds like a ghetto or a slum that people segregate.
0: What's a prison? Also.
1: But, like, it's not, like, a prison that people can leave. It kind of sounds like people can do whatever they want.
0: Well, okay, I guess, yes. It's like a gutter slum, but it's, like, in a fortress. Like, they can't leave it. They're imprisoned in the slum.
1: I guess. It's...
0: They can't leave.
1: But they're going to let Newt leave with these people. I guess they're bribing them.
0: Are they going to let Newt leave? They don't. The whole point is that they said it's basically the government's idea of the best thing that they can do for people who have the flair to get them away from healthy people to try to stop people from getting infected. But they're not crazy yet. So they don't want to have them go with the crazy people because remember the crazy people are like in the scorch. They said they dropped them in like abandoned towns basically to just kill each other off. Okay. But they don't want to all throw those people like normal people. So basically, they've created this like
1: in between stage purgatory, safe
0: haven, but not a safe. It's like yeah, purgatory. Like a purgatory. Basically,
1: except not really because purgatory. To you have the um, chance basically
0: of, wait it out until they start to go crazy, and then they transport them to the like abandoned city. Yeah, so it's, it's not actually
1: purgatory because if it was purgatory, they'd have a chance to no like get purgatory better. would
0: never end. I'm saying, it, like, the idea is supposed to be like this safe haven for them, so that they like got to like live out the last months of their lives, Before like they go
1: too crazy, not just like
0: locked up in cells or something. Like it was supposed to be trying to make it more humane, but it's actually not because, again, like you're saying, they know what's coming. Like it's honestly pretty awful.
1: Yeah, but basically, they know nothing about crank Palaces, and they just know Tom has been taken to one. And Minho's like, you know what? We're gonna go get him. Like, and I'm just like. I wrote down, I was like, I just can't imagine this is going to go well. There's no way this is going to go but well. But, I mean,
0: Thomas was fully on board with that, too. I mean, okay, I. Okay, so
1: Thomas gets to be stupid, too. Fine.
0: I don't know if that one's necessarily stupid. I mean, there's no way they were just going to be like, oh, Newt's gone. Bye, Newt. Was, He's just going to die there.
1: I mean, as much as Newt is my They're favorite go character, I'd be like, bye, Newt.
0: I mean, you, even as your favorite character, you just like, buy Newt. You're just, you would be like, we don't have to get a conclusion on him.
1: I don't know. I just felt like, I don't, I, I mean, I guess I'm mostly because I want to know the answer and I'm like, this has to involve them going back to wicked for us to get answers on what on earth is going on. And so I'm like, this is a distraction. Go back to wicked because like I, as the reader, I'm like, go back. <laughs>
0: I think, well, first of all, what I had originally written on my notes when they we were first going back to get Newt, I was like, I think Newt left on his own. I thought Newt, you know, just walked off and, like, was going to commit suicide, basically, because he was like, I don't want to go crazy. So I was surprised when they said he went to the Crank Palace. I was like, oh, that's not what I was expecting. But, again, maybe I'm well, to too Well, that's also dark. not what
1: the note that he—the note that he left didn't sound like that. The note that he left made it sound like he left. And he's like, this is for the best. Please leave me. And I was like, okay. He, like, started feeling crazy, and he Charles,
0: if I wrote you a note saying that I was—I had been kidnapped by the mafia, and I was like, I'm going to go live with the mafia now because this is my future, you wouldn't come looking for me?
1: But you also don't have a degenerative disease making you go crazy. Okay, but
0: let's say I did have a degenerative disease, I had a terminal illness, and I said I was doing this. You would just be like, we didn't even get to say goodbye. Whatever your life, you can live okay, whatever but I already your you want. You wouldn't your phone even tracked. try and come and find me.
1: I have your location tracked at all times. I know where you are.
0: Okay, but I'm saying, like, it's their best friend. They did not get to say goodbye to him. That was not a part of the plan. They obviously don't know what they're going to do with him yet, but he can't just leave without saying goodbye, without anything. So, like, anyway, where we end, though, basically, is they have gone to this crank palace. They get the guards to find Newt, and Newt tells the guards For them to get lost, basically. He doesn't wanna see them, but then they're like, we're gonna see him. We didn't come all this way to not see him. So we end on the four of them basically walking into what's called the central zone, which is like where there's just like a bunch of cranks, like all in, like joined up in this big area, and Newt's like right in the middle, and they're like about to confront him. So another, we always seem to end on cliffhangers, but I think it's either gonna go that. Newt is going to tell them, I'm a lost cause. I'm going to die. I'm only going to hold you back on your mission. You know, this is the best place for me. And then they agree to it and they leave him behind. Or they're going to convince him to come back with him. Or I guess, third option, they're going to take him against his will by force. But it's got to be one of those three. I mean, and also some things could go back bad, like you said, because they're surrounded by tons of cranks and everything. And yes, it's definitely going to be like a fight scene or whatever. But, you know, it had been a while since we had one of those. So I guess that's what it's time for.
1: I guess. So do you have any final thoughts? I have a couple different ones.
0: Well, I can see what you wrote down. And the one, yes, I want to know about the mysterious note that Newt gives Thomas before they leave Wicked, but I know you're going to talk about it, so...
1: Yeah, it's before they leave Wicked. And so for me, if I saw that note from Tom, from Newt in the Berg, I would have opened the Newt note. I'm like, this is the moment. And I have a feeling Newt is going to be like, Thomas, this is the moment, and there's going to be something in it. Like, I don't know. It just feels like... You can also go save him. You can also go to the Crank Palace. But I'm like... I feel like you should have opened the note, you stupid. Again, following the theme of Thomas is stupid this episode.
0: So that's one thing. Well, also, I mean, now, like, Newt's gone, like, just read it. Like, I I don't know. I just, the the mystery, I really want to know what the note says. Like, what could it possibly say? Again, I thought it was going to be, also, okay, that's probably why I also thought, like, Newt was just going to, like, leave on his own. Because he left, like, this mysterious note, which I assume was, like, a note to, like, Thomas yes. who probably included me like all of them, you know, saying... I mean. It's been so nice knowing you all, but I'm only holding you back. That's what I mean. I literally had wrote it on my notes when they were walking up to the ship. Newt's going to be gone, and he's going to have left on his own. And then it was like, they were like, he was kidnapped. Which, maybe we'll find out that he wasn't kidnapped. Maybe he walked up to the gate and turned himself in.
1: Again, this is all what I'm talking about.
0: The only reason that I was like, that <laughs> I feel like I really... Like, my whole theory went out the window. is because I think Brenda or Jorge or both of them, they were like, oh, that's normal. Like, when they come and get you, like, they let you leave a note. Which I was like, I guess because it is supposed to be, like, humane, it's not supposed to be, like, you're kidnapped and, like, thrown in a bag or something. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, they let they let you leave a note when they kidnap you? But I guess it's not really supposed to be, like, a kidnapping. because I guess that lick kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah. Okay. I have two more things. One- just super minor. We haven't talked about Eris, basically, at all this episode. But I do think he's still alive, as far as we know. He should have been with the Gladettes. Yeah, he's
0: with the other Gladers and Gladettes that we haven't seen And I just think that he is
1: important because he is, he is one of the inner circle. Like, obviously, he's not Thomas and Teresa level, but, like, he's pretty close to that. Because he and Rachel were, like, in the deals, right?
0: Yeah. It just sounds like, I mean... I feel like we're going to get a lot more of He's them when of the they eventually right reunite. Like, just like we haven't really reunite. gotten anything with Teresa either. Basically, once they left Wicked, they all got their memories back, and they're somewhere in Denver, possibly.
1: I know, but I'm just saying we obviously mentioned Teresa a lot because Thomas is always thinking about her. But I just don't want to mention Eris because it's not like Frypan where I'm like, you know, not really <laughs> that important of a character. Like, you know, that's his name, but like... Not that important, whereas like Eris, like he's gonna be important, I think. Or he'll figure into the ending. And I wanna to go to our one moment of comic relief this reading. So this is way back when they get offered their memories back and they're trying to decide if they should get their memories I know back. What you're going to
0: say.
1: <laughs> and this is so stupid. So they're Wait, trying to decide. We have to act it out. The, we have to act holy... out
0: the scene. Yes. So
1: So, the holy trinity of boys are like, no, I don't think we should do it. We can't trust these shanks.
0: You know what, guys? Shuck their slimmed faces. Wicked is good. (laughs) Did you hear me? (laughs) Wicked is good. What did she say? What is she talking about?
1: She's like, I wrote it down on my arm. I
0: could have written anything. So, it must be important.
1: Wicked is good. I wrote Wicked is good. When she says that, like, out of context, just those three words, she sounds cuckoo crazy. also
0: because, like, she she shouts it to the whole room. And (laughs) I'm sure not everybody knew that she had written it on her arm. Like, I feel like only, like, the leaders and, like, Thomas do that because they're the only ones who really talk to her. But, yeah, it was pretty funny. That was, like. A bit much from Teresa. Her whole Wicked is good. So I'm like I said, I'm really curious like here when they like reunite to see if she still feels that way now that she has all her memories back. I mean, I could I feel like again, it's going to go two ways. Either she's going to realize that it wasn't like worth it and it's all bad, like that they shouldn't be like torturing people, like no matter what the like effect could lead to. It's not like that's totally wrong. or she is going to be like, Wicked is good because the ends justify the means. Like, if they get the cure, like, it's all worth it. And I just think, like, which, again, is why I think Thomas is afraid because he's probably afraid, he's also probably afraid of getting his memories back and agreeing with what he thought before when he has all the pieces to look at.
1: Yeah, he might decide it was all worth it. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out. Because we're going to finish this book for next week. Like we said, we're not going to cover the other books in the series right now unless a lot of you tell us that you want us to do that. We do want to move on to other things. But we are going to finish this series, so the main trilogy, right now. So if you do read along with us, finish The Death Cure for next week.
0: And since we're at the end of the episode, we get to talk about what we'll be reading next. So we are going to actually be taking a short break from series for the next couple of weeks to go over some standalone books. We'll be reading a book a week for the next four weeks under the umbrella of realistic fiction with sad and more traumatic themes. So going to be a lot of tears here on throwback paperback for a couple weeks. Well,
1: better than horror.
0: Better than horror for sure. I'll step up. But we're going to be starting with The Perks of Being a Wallflower by Stephen Chopsky, which will be two weeks from now and we'll cover the entire book in one episode. And if you have any guesses for the remaining three books that we'll be doing in this mini unit, we'd love to hear them. But as always, if you have any predictions, theories, or questions, or you just want to keep talking to us about The Maze Runner or any other series we've covered in the past, remember that you can stay in touch with us about anything on the Nerd Party website. Just head over to nerdparty.com contact and select Throwback Paperback. You can send us an email there and get in touch with the network on Twitter at JoinNerdParty or on Instagram at TheNerdParty and Facebook.com slash nerdparty. And to find me, I'm at Bonia on TikTok and Twitter and at asia.monia on Instagram.
1: And I'm at cesheeland on Twitter and at seashells on Instagram. And as we've been mentioning lately, you know, we're a podcast. Make sure you rate and review us. That helps grow our show And you're subscribed and share it with your friends so they can subscribe as well. And of course, check out all the other awesome podcasts on the Nerd Party Network.
0: Yes, hit that subscribe button and have a good one. We will see you next week. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.